Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Linehan. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm in Nashville, where it seems like I'm surrounded by songwriters. So, you know, I thought it'd be cool to start a podcast uh, featuring the stories of these great creative people. So here we are now on episode 17 already on what I'm calling season one. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, how to do this. Are we going to be episodic? Are we going to be seasonal? Uh, And I think that's the way we've gone based on your comments and things. We're going to end season one with episode 20. So we're kind of winding down and that should take us to the end of June. And then we'll rock and reload uh, for season two, and I just can't imagine what it's got in store for us. Very pleased with how it's going so far. I want to thank Jamie Harris for our last show. I'm sure if you listened, you will agree she is amazing, and I know we're going to hear a lot more from her in the future. I love her brand of folk and roll, as she calls it, and I wish her the best and her partner, Mary Goucher, as well. Don't forget to check out their live Sunday broadcast. They're streaming on Facebook, 2 o'clock every Sunday, Central Time, Sundays with Mary. Great. It's a great show. You'll find Songwriter Connection, the podcast on Facebook as well, and YouTube at Instagram. So if you will, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and spread it around, if you will. Uh, I'm surprised each week just just how well the show has been received and how it's getting out there. It's nice to get feedback from around the world, and I always welcome your suggestions on the show. In fact, I wouldn't have had uh, stars like... Uh, Jamie Harris and, and Trey Ackerman, who was a recent guest, without your suggestion. So I do appreciate that. Well, this week on the show, I, I am really excited to have our guest. She, she's, she, her, you hear her name a lot around Nashville. You really do. It seems like everyone knows her. She's an incredible singer and songwriter and guitarist. In fact, she's been playing guitar since six or seven and still taking lessons today. Performs around Nashville and she's been doing so since the age of 10. So it's no surprise that she's been writing and performing with some of the best that Nashville has to offer. Songwriters like Steve Dean, who uh, wrote the big hit, uh, I've Been Watching You, and others. And uh, Terry Joe Box, who wrote American Scandal for Ashley McBride. And Casey Timber, who's a great guy, wrote Yeah, Boy, and a few others for Casey Ballerini. So she writes with all these people, and she has an amazing story. Ellen, did I mention she's 16 years old? <laughs> yeah. Let me mention, 16 years old, wow, she's accomplished so much uh, in her young years, and it's just a pleasure to have you here. Ava Page is our guest. Hi, Ava. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you, especially around the dining room table. This is the Lenahan Writers Room, and this is an old Duncan Fife table that belonged to uh, Patty's mom, my wife's uh, mom, Jenny. And uh, so we just love it when we can have uh, songwriters and artists come in and play around the table and we get to record that music live. Oh, already cool. feels like home. <laughs> well, great. It's good to hear that. You know, I first saw you in a writer's round at uh, the listening room. It was one of um, Troy uh, Castellano. My friend Troy has this program called Instruments in Education, which is a great thing, providing guitars and and different instruments for people in school. And uh, you played uh, one of his benefits. And I had heard your name, but I had never seen you perform. And when I saw you perform, I'm like, 
wow, this girl <laughs> is the real deal. And I think you were probably only 14, maybe 15. <laughs> I think I was 15 because it was... Do you the, remember? Oh, yeah, it was in 2019. How I remember that is that was the actual night that I met Charles Esten, who's become uh, a good friend of mine. Yes. So uh, we were actually supposed to do a charity event the night after that, and uh, we didn't even know we were playing together the night before. <laughs> so, yeah, I was 15 at the time. It was in 2019. I think December, if I'm not mis- mistaken. Yeah, you know, all that stuff before COVID is a, oh, is a blur. Oh, Lord. <laughs> But let me just say, Chip, we've talked about Chip on the show before, Charles Eston. He played Deacon Claiborne in uh, the Nashville TV show. And uh, we had Jane Bach on not too long ago. Uh, Jane and and he have written a lot of songs together, including that um, It's Five O'Clock, The Lost and Found, uh, with my friend Billy Lee. So sooner or later, we got to get him on this show, that's for sure. So you became good buddies after that show, huh? Yes, we did. We did an amazing charity event the night after that. Um, Mm -hmm. Troy's stuff is absolutely amazing. And again, Instruments for Education, for those of mm-hmm. you who want to donate, it's awesome. It's a great program. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. But we also did another charity event the night after called Cheers for Children. And uh, uh, it was all benefiting Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. Oh, and um, he actually came and I use big air quotes here because not technically, but he technically opened for me. <laughs> so I like to hold that against him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he introduced me and sung a few songs before my set. And wow. um, I came up and told my story and did that. Uh, sung a few songs to the audience as well. It was a, a fantastic event. It was at the Omni, mm. and um, that's where we met. And we that's ended up great. writing. We've written two songs now. One of them has actually been cut by an awesome group that I can't wow. say quite yet, but right. it should yeah. be coming out. We'll soon. have to watch for that, huh? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's also invited me to a bunch of his charity events, like Light the Night that we do. Um, me and him both work with LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So um, we've sung our songs for Light the Night as well together. I want to get into your story. Because that's it's a lot deeper from there. But first, I want to hear a song. And you brought your guitar, your lovely <laughs> Taylor there. Can you play us one? Tell us the story behind a song. Absolutely. So, um, this is a new one, actually. Uh, I have a few new ones in my the songs I was planning to play today, just because um, you write so many songs and you, you want to play them out. Yeah. So, um, This one I wrote with two good buddies of mine, and uh, one name will be very constant throughout all my songs. Uh, Miss Kelly Johnson, she's awesome. Mm. She's uh, my musical sister. Wow. Me and her write a lot together. That's great. But uh, I wrote it with uh, Kelly Johnson and Becca Ray, two awesome, awesome singer-songwriters. But um, I had this idea for a while, and I didn't know who to bring it to. And, you know, you shoot ideas out and co-writes all the time, and sometimes they go over. And this is one of those that kind of went over a few times. And then they finally clung on to it a little bit, and we wrote this song, and I love it. Awesome. It's called uh, Wrapped Up in Ribbon. Still got the broken chain on the mirror hang From the take me back, honey, I'm a different man bracelet Every time I see a shimmer, boy, all I can remember are the nights you came home wasted. So finding beads in the strangest places. You had the date engraved in a picture frame. Well, now it's just collecting dust above the man on the place. Wish I could tell the girl about everything I know now. Don't fall for the diamond ring. Money can't buy everything And ooh, 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 
top with a bow. Act like you love me when we both know this ain't a real apology that you're giving. It's just pain wrapped up in ribbon. And a color that I don't like, and no, I can't walk in heels that high. Yeah, you like to dress me up just to show me off, but it's only a matter of time till a little something better finds you wandering eye. And ooh, sorry don't mean what it used to. Shattered to make it brand new. Put pretty paper on the top with a bow. Act like you love me when we both know this ain't a real apology that you're giving. It's just pain wrapped up in ribbon. Oh, pain wrapped up in. Another mistake. Keep trying to erase with the temporary fix. So, sorry don't mean what it used to. And you can take what you shattered and make it brand new. Put pretty paper on the top with a bow. Act like you love me when we both know this ain't a real apology. Just pain wrapped up in ribbon. Pain wrapped up in ribbon. Wow, that's Ava Page, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast this week. Pain wrapped up in ribbons, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was a really cool write. And uh, those two girls that I mentioned, uh, again, that's Kelly Johnson and Becca Ray. They're awesome writers, so... Yes. I it would was, say it was a fun ride, even though it was a sad song. So. Sad song, but you, you know, and people say she's sixteen years old. What does she know about pain? But you know a lot, don't you? At the uh, your career was just taken up. You're playing at George Jones, uh, the George Jones down on Second Avenue. It's a great restaurant and museum, and uh, you're playing all around, and you're getting noticed. And just as that's beginning, you get some terrible news, right? Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, uh, beginning of 2019 into 2018, I was performing around 150 plus shows a year. Wow. Um, I was, again, uh, doing George Jones stuff. I've been, I had a residency there since I was 12. Wow. And uh, I was doing a bunch of stuff all over Nashville, playing like Listening Room, Bluebird, Third and Lindsley. Yeah. All the places. A, a bunch of those places. And um, I was even playing in uh, Texas. I was expanding wow. my reach a little bit and going to Texas, even though Nashville's a dirty word in Texas, especially being a <laughs> Nashville native in Texas. I was born here in Nashville and I go there and I'm like, is it, where are you from? And I'm like, Nashville? Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I was doing a bunch of stuff down there. Um, well, long story short, I was actually playing at Cook's Children's Hospital down there in Fort Worth. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful children's hospital, actually sponsored by Garth Brooks. Wow. Um, he sponsored the studio down there, and it's beautiful. 
But um, I had the amazing privilege to go down there and sing for a bunch of the kids down there. Mm. So um, I went and toured the studio. We had some plans to come do some like recording stuff when I came back. I got to do a live performance, and uh, they ended up broadcasting it to all the kids who couldn't come down, and also some kids did come down and and, uh, listen, and I got to connect with a lot of them. And then something just wasn't right. So we started walking around a little bit, and I couldn't walk in the stockyards. Hmm. So we went down there. I had, a, I had a gig down at the stockyards, and I couldn't walk from you know place to place without getting winded. And we didn't know what it was. We thought, did I just like is something? Am I getting just winded because I'm out of shape, or like what <laughs> what's going on here? And it, when uh, we were flying back home, I couldn't walk terminal to terminal in the airport without oh having to sit down. And my heart rate was incredibly high. Oh my. my my mom is a retired nurse. So um, she kind of picked up on some of the signs that something was medically wrong and not just like, um, like physical health related. So um, she knew that I had to go see my pediatrician. Um, the... my. Mom called, and she's like, I'd never do this to you, but I need you to see my daughter, like, the second we get back home to Nashville. And she goes, okay, if it's that urgent, I'll fit her in. So we uh, went, and they ran my blood counts, and they were incredibly low. Wow. Like, she literally said to me, I can't believe you got out of bed this morning. Oh, my. And why was because um, the thing that carries oxygen through your body is called your hemoglobin. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the red blood cell count in your body. Mine was so incredibly low that she was surprised that I could even, like, function because oxygen was not getting to my brain. So because of that, um, she said, I don't know what this is, but I have a hunch that it's leukemia. So, and she said, I'm not, I don't want to diagnose that just in case it's not. So I'm going to send you to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital and go grab lunch. Don't be in a rush. They know you're coming. Just go into the ER and they'll run your blood counts again and we'll see what happens. It could be a virus. It could be, you know, maybe you have fifth disease or something. Mm-hmm. But since leukemia is an option, you have to go. Mm-hmm. So we went and debated everything, called my family, told them to meet us there. And six doctors walked in, closed the door and yeah. said the nasty C word. Never good when they all walk in and close the door. No. Yeah. Uh, that must have been scary. It was It was very scary. You know, nobody's prepared to hear that no. you have cancer. And uh, especially, you know, I, I've i had friends who um, who have friends who had cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. But I've never, like, been in direct contact with it. It's, it's a little bit prevalent in my mom's side of the family um, with, like, skin cancer and stuff. But mm-hmm. not, um, not on my dad's. And then, you know, just, like... I've had friends, again, friends who've had friends, but um, it was so, so incredibly sudden, mm. and we didn't we didn't think that's what it was, and then, you know, they told us that, and, you know, sure, we cried a little bit, and, you know, my family was like, it's going to be okay, and all this sort of stuff, but, you know, we pulled ourselves together, and like, okay, how do we fight this? How do we beat this? And how do you? And it's a long process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, and so. there's hope, right? I mean, you're doing well. You oh, absolutely. Well. There, there's always hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this goes out to honestly everyone. There's always hope, y'all. Um, but my prognosis, it was very sketchy a little bit. So the way that blood cancer works, leukemia is a type of blood cancer. One of the two blood cancers that we know of, it's leukemia and lymphoma. Mm. Uh, those are the two types. I have ALL, which is acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And um, that's a mouthful to say and just yeah. get ready for the full thing. Um, mm. <laughs> so the way that leukemia works, it's not in like 
state it's not in stages so you know how somebody might say i have stage two i have stage four i have right you hear that all the time right? yeah so leukemia is not in stages blood cancer isn't really that way so what it is it's risk factors so um Mm. i think i might be wrong here so don't quote me (laughs) on this i know the the other like at least one, but I think it's from age newborn to five, you're low risk, five to 10, you're standard and 10 above you're high. Mm. So I know, uh, um, and you were how old? Uh, I was 14, 14. So I was high risk immediately. Mm. So, um, they were, you know, but honestly at Vanderbilt, leukemia is one of the most treated cancers in, right? in children. Mm. So, uh, it's a very, it's not common, but you know, it's common enough where they have a treatment plan. They know that works. They know how to fight. It. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they told us that and got first off, what an amazing hospital Vanderbilt is. Um, I I've couldn't, I, I got asked a few times, like, why don't you go to X hospital? Why don't you go to this hospital? And it's like, mm-hmm. why would I go there when I have Vanderbilt in my backyard? I mean, yeah. it's, good enough for Dolly. Good enough for you. Right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> but they're an absolutely wonderful hospital and I have an amazing team of doctors, but, um, my prognosis was a little sketchy when we were first put in the hospital. So how, the treatment plan that they start out with is they put you in a hospital room instantly and start chemotherapy the next day. Are you kidding? Right so, away. Yes. Wow. So I did not get to go home. Oh. And um, How long were you in? I was in for a month and a half. Oh my goodness. So typically it's not that long, and I'll explain why it was that long. But um, And also, a little refresher, I just came back from Texas. Mm-hmm. So literally, the night I got to go home, late at night, see my family, go to sleep, wake up, go to the pediatrician, pediatrician sends to Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt sent me a room for a month and a half. <laughs> So literally, that's exactly... You hadn't been home. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it went. So my puppy was very mad at me, needless to say, because I, you know, he wanted to see me. Yeah. But, um, and I wanted to see him. He's adorable. He's a football. <laughs> yeah. But, so, the way that the regimen works is... Um, they ran my blood counts and they were incredibly low, low, so low that they could not start chemotherapy yet. So they had to give me quite a few uh, blood transfusions and platelet transfusions, oh which, mm. uh, by the way, y'all, that is why donating blood and donating platelets is so important. Really because so like me mm. alone, I think over my treatment plan, let's see, I've been doing, I've been in treatment for about, you see if I have eight months left. I've been in treatment for two years coming up this July. Two years. I and have, you have eight months to go? Yes, is I have it, eight months left. Is, it, is there more chemo on the way? Or Oh, yeah. I'm still taking chemo. You still are? Oh, yeah. I'm still going through it, man. How, how often do you have to do that? Once a month right now. Once a month. So um, the treatment plan, it's... I'll explain that in just a second, but... Uh, see, for two years doing it, coming up this July will be my two-year mark. Mm-hmm. And my original plan was supposed to be three years, but I ended up cutting it down to two. Mm, good. Which is, which is a very good thing. Doing what? Um, I have had probably over 57 blood and tra- uh, platelet transfusions. Oh, and so that alone drains a blood bank. Mm. So, y'all, donating is very, very important. It is. But so the way that they fight leukemia now in the regimen it is... A, they want you in remission, which remission is a very light word in the blood cancer world. Mm-hmm. They want you in remission in the first 30 days. And you are so in remission. I am in, in mm-hmm. I am in remission. Good. So um, it, they what they do is they take you in the hospital and immediately start chemotherapy every single day. Very, very intense chemotherapy. Kill everything in your body uh, for about two weeks. Uh. So they do that. And then if you're good in two weeks, you get to transfer to outpatient. So, Mm. I got there, Mm. I went home for a week, 
And then little old me had to spike a fever, and then I was in for the rest of the month. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Ava! Yeah, mm. so <laughs> it was mm. a little, it was a little rough. But um, mm. it was, you know, my immune system was compromised, and uh, I didn't get in remission in the first 30 days. I got in the first 40. In the first 40. So it took a little longer, and why was because, you know, when you're battling chemo, uh, or when you're battling cancer, you're not just battling cancer. You're battling all the side effects of chemotherapy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. it's saving your life, but it's mm-hmm. also giving you a lot of different side effects. I'm all too familiar. I, I lost my brother to a rare blood disease called multiple myeloma. Oh, yes. So a lot of that, what I'm hearing, are things he went through, too. Um, but gosh, man, my heart goes out to you. And there's just, there's something now that we hear all the time about Ava's army. <laughs> You've got this army of people praying for you. I do. And doing for you, and visiting you when you were in the hospital. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The Nashville community really stepped up big time. Mm-hmm. And um, so a little bit about uh, some of the side effects things that I faced. I had a fungus actually eat half my nose. Are you kidding? So uh, I had a compromised immune system. So um, I had a fungus eat my septum, basically. <sighs> so my mom was actually the one who found it. I had to have five surgeries to get it all removed. And oh, that, my. And it actually ended up leading me to try a immunotherapy, which is a brand new uh, medicine at Vanderbilt. And the first time that they tried it at Vanderbilt. So I got to do a trial. Mm. And it worked really well. So I could proudly say I'm fungus-free and never eating a mushroom. <laughs> again <laughs> but um so because of that not even I, on a pizza oh uh, no <laughs> no okay. but so because of that i was actually moved from side a of vanderbilt um on the sixth floor they have two sides mm-hmm. side a to side b or it might have been vice versa i can't remember exactly which one but when i got moved it was actually a limit of the amount of people that you could have in a room because mm-hmm. they had an air filtration system uh-huh. but the national community that would not stop them oh. literally it was so incredible i mean um um, when I got diagnosed, uh, they put together a fundraiser at Third and Lindsley and we ended up selling out. That's great. And this is pre-COVID, so it was full capacity and everything, and it mm-hmm. was absolutely incredible. I couldn't be there in person, but I was there in spirit, and I got to watch the live stream. Oh, that's So nice. it was really great. But, I mean, it'd be nothing to have 20 musicians in my hospital room at one time. No kidding. And Jam session. Like, yes, literally. They loved you. <laughs> we had so many. Like You had, like, Ashley McBride come to visit, yes. right? Yes. We had a, um, uh, some of my biggest influences, like Ashley. Uh, Brandy mm-hmm. Clark came by. Brandy Clark, wow. Um, uh, I knew Carly Pierce before, so she came by and brought... Love her. Uh, it was it was super, super great. And, um, I mean, they told stories, sung songs, and my friends came over, and we would all harmonize together. We had, like, three-part harmonies going on at all time. It was great. Music is a healing thing, yes, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. And one of the coolest things that I own, and I'll forever treasure, when I was, um, like, one of the first days in the hospital, um, I brought my Mini Martin, of course, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I didn't want to bring my, my tailor, but I, br- I did bring my Mini Martin. And uh, my dad was like, oh, you should get people to sign your Mini Martin. I'm like, uh. well, I, I, like, not the Martin, maybe, just because it's like it's not coded or anything. And he's like, okay, I get it. Well, we know George Gruen of Gruen Guitars. Yes, I love be, that place. He used to be our neighbor. So the candy stores, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So he's a really good friend of ours, and we also got in touch with Taylor, and they sent me this whole goodie bag of a bunch of this stuff, and they also sent me a GS Mini. Wow. And that's, that's uh, for those of you who don't know guitar lingo, that it's a mini uh, Taylor guitar. Yeah. So everyone... Not has, the baby, but... The, no. Uh, okay. it, it, it's, it is similar to the baby. Okay. I think it's a little bigger than the baby. Okay. All right. 
But so everyone who came into the hospital room had to sign it. Oh, that's great. And so that that guitar alone has hundreds of signatures oh, and it has so, so cool. many stories were told on that so thing. So cool. And it's oh, really it's one of my most prized very, possessions. Very, very good. Before we go further, I gotta hear another song. Absolutely. Maybe a, a happy one to lift our mood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What do you got for it? I'm a really happy person, but I write she a is. lot of ballads. Good yeah. lord. It's gonna make people cry. Ava Page is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. I wrote with Kelly and um, another awesome songwriter, Josie Bisto. And uh, this song's called Don't Forget. And we kind of wrote it about when you're so in love with a person, they just kind of take all your attention away from everything else around you. And um, all you remember is, is them. So, yeah, it's called Don't Forget. So maybe it was June Don't know if it was roses or magnolias in bloom Ooh, that summer sure looked good on you Can't remember if the stars were out or what your t-shirt said Don't know if it was you or me that finally leaned in Time stood still with that first kiss Some things you can't remember Some things you don't forget Oh 
you don't forget. Amazing talent. She is Ava Page, and she's our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. So polished, so amazing. Somebody is going to sign you, girl, and you are going to be the biggest thing since Taylor Swift. I got to feel. Thank you, man. I like to think I know talent when I see it. I've done uh, country radio for like a little over forty years, which is a long, lot longer than I care to admit. And uh, I've seen them come and go, but man, I think you got what it takes. Thank you. And it's a really pleasure to have you on the show. As you can tell, I'm a big fan. <laughs> anyway, you know, we were talking about your battle with leukemia and, and how over how you were overwhelmed by how great the Nashville music and songwriting community came to support you. We talked about Ava's Army, and you started paying back, started, started a little charity of your own, right? Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so I've actually started working with a lot of charities, as well as I started my own, uh, Picking and Kicking Cancer with Ava Page. Mm, I had my, first, uh, had my first benefit concert at Third and Lindsley uh, a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sorry, no, not a couple months back, a couple, like, a year ago now. Was it? Ah. COVID time, good Lord. <laughs> but, um, I had it about a... <laughs> mess up your mind, I know, right? Yeah. But I had it about a year ago for a young girl named Meredith. Um, oh, she great. is battling uh, cancer as well, and she's kicking his butt, might I add. Yes, but um, we end up raising some money for her and uh, and her family. But, you know, my parents have always uh, told me, you know, find your passion. Find the thing that you really want to help and support um, in, in life or your fire, fire will burn out. And so I didn't really know what that was for the longest time. And then I got diagnosed and it's like God slapped me in the face and was like, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, sir, I will. I will do this. And I've, you know... Through, through all the challenges that I face with cancer, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, I keep going I, back to your story, so and, I'm, and I think how ironic it is that, um, you know, you had visited that children's hospital in yes. Texas, and you played for all those kids who were going through it, and, and, and less than a week later, you're going through it yourself. Yes. What an amazing story you have. Yeah, it's it was definitely um, like literally some of the, the young kids that um, I reached out to their parents and stuff. And uh, we were going to do like a little newsletter thing and highlight some of the kids there. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I was diagnosed and <sighs> the mom reached back out to my mom and was like, did mm. we just did see we? that? Like, were she here just like two days ago? And like, same person? I'm like, yeah. Unbelievable. But it was definitely crazy. And, you know, cancer is a club that nobody wants to be invited no. to. But when they, but when you do join, they embrace you with open arms mm-hmm. and, you know, again, um, it, through all the trials that I've gone through, I wouldn't change a thing because I've gotten to meet so many amazing people, work with so many amazing charities and organizations. And you've grown stronger for the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know... You are so wise behind your <laughs> Thank you. Really you. Are. But, you know, when you talk to a kid who's going through cancer, and um, I, I have the, you know... I didn't want the experience, but um, I I didn't want to, but I had to welcome somebody into the club uh, right after me, uh, a young boy got diagnosed uh, Mm -hmm. with with ALL and um, literally lives right across the street. Like right right down the road from us is mutual friends. And um, he he was 10 when he got diagnosed and um, he he, he's an off and on, like trying to figure out what was going on. And. Mm -hmm. 
And I I just, you know, kind of coached his way through a few things. I was a few months ahead, and we had a very similar treatment plan. Mm -hmm. So uh, his mom would contact me and be like, hey, we have upcoming treatment coming up. Any tips Uh or anything to look out for? And I'm like, yes, bring this. Don't bring this. Don't worry if this happens. Tell Mm -hmm. the doctor if this happens. Well, I bet you they so appreciate having, like, an older sister to help them. it, it It was sort of like, you know, when you talk to a kid who's going through it, um, sometimes you get to be like, hey, I don't just imagine what you're going through. I know what you're going through. Yeah. The first time I met him, um, we walked into his hospital room and he was hunched over, holding his stomach in a way that I knew. Mm. And I said, okay, does it feel like this? Does it do this when it, you do this? Mm. And does this happen? Right. And he goes, yes, yes, and yes. And I said, does it feel like this? And he goes, yes. And uh, I said, okay, what you need to do is do this. And it mm. helped. That's and great. the fact how's he doing today? He's kicking his butt as well. That's good. So uh, his name That's is Aiden. Awesome. For those of you who want Wonderful. to add him to his prayer group, and we'll pray but for him too. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Um, mm. But he he's doing really well. Good. But um, you know, I could recognize that look in his eye and be because I couldn't explain that to my doctors, and it ended up leading to something else right. that didn't need to happen. Because you know, it's hard to communicate those feelings. So I'm, sure it is. Uh, I'm like, "Is it feel like an elephant is sitting on your chest?" And he goes, "Yes." And mm. so I'm like, "Okay, what you need to do is it's you need, yeah. uh, you know, like walk around, do this sort of thing," and it, and it helped him out. So the fact that you have that relatability and you can you know talk to them and understand what they're going through, it's it's something that. I don't wish upon anyone, but mm. if you do have it, then you got to use it. Mm. And uh, it's Amazing. it's honestly really really helped those connections. How, how does going through something like this? How does it affected you as a songwriter and a performer? It's definitely changed a lot. You know, from a physical and mental aspect of it, my songwriting just. Um, since I got diagnosed alone, my, my songs have changed drastically. And um, just I've, I've grown as a songwriter and I've grown as a person, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, physically, you know, I had to relearn how to do a lot of stuff. When I was in the hospital, one of my uh, the side effects of chemotherapy is neuropathy. So I oh. um, I lost my motor functions in my hands. So you couldn't play guitar? I could not. Oh, that had to be terrible. So uh, I've been playing since I was seven and nonstop playing since I was seven. So wow. you can imagine, you know, not being able to play. And my brain could still do it my brain knew where to go and how to play these songs but my hands wouldn't do it it's mm-hmm. like there was a disconnect there there's a filter that something was getting mistranslated yeah so um it was incredibly disheartening and, and you know very frustrating I bet. but you know thank god for my parents because my parents know me a little too well <laughs> and my dad yeah <laughs> yeah so i'd be i'd just be like doing my scales and stuff trying to get my motor function back and uh, I'd get so frustrated, I'd put down the guitar and be like, okay, I'm done for the day. And my dad would look over at me and go, okay, let cancer win then. Oh. It would tick me off so much, I'd pick the car back up and practice and for another it. 30 minutes. Absolutely. So, um, yep. and I'm happy to say, you know, my, my motor function's back, so. Mm, that's good. Uh, well, obviously, yeah. when you're playing, you're a good player. <laughs> Thank you. You know, and you're on the socials everywhere, so if you're listening and you don't don't know, where do they find you? I know you're on YouTube. Yes, I'm on everything. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Ava Page Music, that's A-V-A-P-A-I-G-E Music. I'm mm-hmm. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Songs. Yes, I have a, a website, avapagemusic.com, if you want to go to there. And as well, uh, I'm on Spotify and all that stuff. Good. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, big Spotify. Um, and I understand you're a vinyl collector, too, like I me. I am, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, I like that. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I watched one of your YouTube videos. And I love, you know, what Abel will do, folks, is she'll every now and then throw out a cover song, and, she, and you kill it. 
They say you know like over 300 songs, which you have to if you're playing out. Yeah, four-hour gigs all the time on Broadway. You learn a bunch of stuff, so. I don't know how you remember them all, but that's cool. iPads are lovely. (laughs) Yes, they are the real thing. (laughs) You can hook them right into your guitar stand, uh, your mic stand anymore. Um, But anyway, I I saw this YouTube video of you of one of your cover songs that you do, and you absolutely kill them. You knock them out of the park. The particular one was uh, Cold by uh, Chris Stapleton. And I'd heard the song before, uh, but after hearing you, I said, you know, I got to go out and get that vinyl. <laughs> Went out and bought that record. So Chris owes that uh, to the royalty to you. And he is one of your favorites, isn't he? Yes. Um, so Chris Stapleton is actually my biggest influence, artistical is influence. He? So, uh, you know, I, I'm very influenced by like Ashley and again, yeah, really like Brady Clark. Travis Meadows is another one of my oh, huge influences. And I want to talk uh, about him too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's lovely um, as a person as well as an artist. But Chris has, I've always gravitated towards his music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I grew up listening to country, so um, a bunch of, like, 80s stuff and 90s country. Yeah. And, uh, also, 80s pop, which is kind of funny. I, I cover a lot of 80s pop. Like, I just co- posted a cover of uh, Brandy by L- The Looking Glass. Oh, yeah. I'm in love with that song right now. That's a great song. But, um... But Chris has just always been a huge, huge just influence of mine. And when Starting Over came out, you'd know I was excited. So uh, I've listened to that album. I had the vinyl like back to back. Double album set? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's so good. But um, it's honestly gotten so bad to the point where I'll get people requesting Chris on Broadway and stuff. and. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, hey, play some Chris Stapleton. I'm like, which album do you want? <laughs> I know them all. I even know some Steel Driver stuff. All right. And so, um, and typically they're like, Tennessee Whiskey. And I'm like, I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah. But um, you get the everyone, uh, every now and again, ones who go like, either way. And I'm like, God. <laughs> but um, I, I just love him and his voice and his That's story great. and his style of artistry. I actually, uh, I, I pattern off of as well or, or reference a lot. Uh, I get asked all the time, like, what are your goals? Like this sort of stuff. And it's like always the Chris Stapleton style of artistry where, you know, he still could do tours and sell them out and everything and mm-hmm. do all these um, intimate venues, which I love. Yeah. But he also writes and, yes, you know, he, he still has a bunch of stuff on radio that you would never know is Chris Stapleton's song, but right. you know, they're getting number ones and I mean you're man by Josh Turner I'm sorry Josh Turner yeah. but Chris Stapleton does a heck of a job too but um absolutely and awesome I love writer. hearing it by the songwriter so yes let's play another song let's absolutely. get another one in there one of one of those uh, Ava Page specials <laughs> um okay I'm gonna try a new one great I love I've that. never played this out because I just wrote it yesterday oh so that new uh, wow you gotta drop it down to D, huh? Oh yeah, you know it's getting serious. Yeah. Love so, it. So I'm gonna see if I can't do this. Um So Chris Stapleton, um, funny that you brought him up. He's actually um a big influence in uh, my songwriting as well as uh, my guitar playing. So, um, he was actually one of the first solos and how I learned to improvise and do solos and stuff. I learned the, the Tennessee Whiskey solo. So, um, that's one of the main reasons why I learned how to solo over people. So. That's cool. Yeah. 
But again, I wrote this one yesterday at the time of recording this, so um, bear with me a little bit. <laughs> but I wrote this with two awesome, awesome people, Kelly Johnson again, and then an amazing artist named Ben Danner. Go check him out. Uh, he's an awesome artist. Ben Danner. Danner. And it's okay. spelled Danahar. Uh, but seriously. Uh, we'll find him, for sure. He, he's incredible. He plays a bunch of shows around. He's actually about to go back on a little tour. So go check him out. Um, cool. He was actually one of those little bucket list rights things. And um, nice. I did an interview and they're like, well, who's some of your top five artists that you can like maybe get a right with in the next year that you haven't quite yet that we can help you out with? And he was one of them. And so he just reached out and was like, just nice. make it happen then. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. Wonderful. But he's awesome and such a sweetheart and uh, just as an incredible artist. So, But um, we wrote this song just yesterday and... I'm in love. I'm probably still in the honeymoon phase, but I'm still in love with it. But, um, yeah, it's called Aftertaste. Don't know how you do it. Walk away like that. Without a regret Without looking back You leave an easy trail Marked with ashes The reckless fires You start and turn your back on I didn't smoke that cigarette Didn't light that match who knew secondhand smoke could hurt like that? Didn't take that hit, but it came on fast. You got the buzz, and I'm the one coming down from the crash. You took my love, poured it out, and shot it straight. And left me burning from the aftertaste Weren't you always the lucky one Not one scratch it's all said and done Here I am broken Shattered and bleeding You said you loved me But you didn't mean it From the aftertaste 
smoke that cigarette didn't light that match. Who knew secondhand smoke could hurt like that? Didn't take that hit, but it came on fast. You got the buzz, and I'm just coming down from a crash. You took my love, poured it out, and shot it straight, and left me burning. From the aftertakes, that is just beautiful. Great song. Thank you. Great job. <laughs> Love it. Eva, you've had some success recently with songs cut. I know there's this duet floating around, you and Craig Campbell. I saw the video on that. Tell us about that song. So um, that song, and um, Craig actually wrote it. So um, he did a thing back for um, another charity organization. But I work a lot with LLS, which is a wonderful, wonderful charity. Uh, Again, that's Leukemia Lymphoma Society. They Mm -hmm. do a lot of cancer research, and um, they want to get toxicity out of chemo, which is a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. But um, they do this thing every year called Man and Woman of the Year and uh, Girl and Boy of the Year. And the Man and Woman of the Year um, are decided by who raises the most funds for LLS. It's a great campaign, and a bunch of people will um, do the campaign every year, and the the winner is the one who raises the most funds. And then there's the Boy and Girl of the Year, which they highlight a cancer survivor. Um, And this year, I am the Girl of the Year. Oh, the Girl of the Year. It was super, super cool, and um, again, LLS is a wonderful company. But Jake, um, uh, who... (laughs) People know him as Catfish Jake. <laughs> For those of you who are Nashville Predators fans, he's the one who always throws the catfish on the ice oh, okay. during the Preds games. Yeah, okay. So, um, he's that become, guy. <laughs> yes, he's become infamous for that. But he is absolutely an incredible person. And um, he actually ran last year and lost due to COVID. Oh. So he's like, well, this can't happen. <laughs> I don't want that to, you know. So he ran again this year. And um, he knows Craig really well and asked Craig if he he would recut the song for his cancer campaign and he wanted somebody with cancer to come do it so um he asked around with LLS and they gave him my name and he listened to myself and said yes let's do it so I, I came into the studio and recut some of the duet vocals and everything nice. and, and it's beautiful yeah thank you please listen to that and go to YouTube yes and, you can find it at that. YouTube Spotify if you want to buy the song all proceeds go back to LLS 100% and it is called uh, Stronger Than That Stronger Than That yes yeah, so go check it out y'all and Craig is an absolute sweetheart we actually have a write coming up so I'm cool. very excited with that that's great and, and, awesome. and also I'm, I'm a member of Global Songwriters, too, and I love Sheree. We talked about Sheree in the show. Uh, We hope to have her on one of these days, but I know she's so busy. Uh, She put a little blurb out today saying that uh, you have a song uh, released, uh, You Above All. Um, Tell me a little bit about that, and congratulations on that. That's another cut, right? Yes, uh, thank you. Um, So the amazing artist, Catherine Shipley, she is lovely, lovely person. Mm -hmm. Um, 
she asked me to send her some songs. And so I'm like, okay. So that was one of the ones on the list, and she just gravitated towards it and loved it. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote it at one of Sheree's songwriter's retreats. Wow. So, um, it's, Those are cool, yeah. Yeah, they're lovely. So um, I wrote it with a bunch of uh, a bunch of songwriters, and um, she just decided that she loved that one, so she cut it, and she asked me to be a feature on it. So I'm like, absolutely, of nice. course. Really So we cool. went into the studio and we did some background vocals and everything, and we actually just released the music video for it. Mm-hmm. So y'all can find it... Um, um, on I think the Country Network is where it's mainly being played, as well as on YouTube and stuff. But it's hopefully coming out on a few other platforms coming up soon. I can't say which ones, nah. but uh, until it's finalized. But keep eye on my socials for that. Yes, you above all is the name. Yes, of song, so it's and you can find cool. it on Spotify and Amazon, all that stuff that's as well. Great. Well, I don't want to take up a lot more of your time, but I want to talk you out of another song. Absolutely. Yeah. What else you got for us? Well, I'll throw it to you. Upbeat or another ballad? Hey, let's do an upbeat one. All right. Can we do it? Yeah. Miss Kelly, and uh, awesome artist Bill DeLuigi. Funny little backstory of this song, you know, when COVID was amidst all that sort of stuff, um, we did a lot of Zoom writing, and love it or hate it, sometimes it's necessary to do all the Zoom stuff, but um, I'm one of those, you know, Generation Zs who love sparkling water. And I had a sparkling water right next to my computer while we were Zoom writing. And I spilt sparkling water all over my computer while writing this song. Oh, no. And literally, it um, fried everything inside of it in like the matter of seconds. So that was joyous. Christmas came early. But I still love the song. But I have a funny story behind this one. But Anyway, this song is called Days Off. Time will backsliding starts with a little white light. And if you're looking for revelation, don't trust those neon signs. Keep your hands on the ten and two and both eyes on your soul. The broken road of good intentions is a hell of a way to go. Trouble sitting there waiting on you when you start pushing your luck. Long black train pulls your name. The devil don't take days off oh, oh. If you give in to that weakness Just to taste a little fun Well the damage is done When the bullet flies You can't put it back in the gun If you go by that apple well, you can pin it on the snake Ask that guy named Adam There's a price you'll have to pay Trouble sitting there waiting on you When you stop pushing your luck Long black train knows your name Yeah, you better stay prayed up Better keep your Bible open Bound sheep wanna get lost Ain't no vacation for temptation The devil don't take days off Oh yeah, yeah 
Fantastic. Thank you. Ava, thank you so much for taking time being on our show. We're going to look for you out and around. And if you're in town coming to Nashville, you see Ava Page on the bill, you hurry on in and see her. Man. <laughs> yeah, because she's really something else. Thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to being with you next week on the Songwriter Connection podcast we release every Tuesday morning. So uh, just make that part of your routine on Tuesdays to check and see what we've got in store for you. And I've got a big guest next week, a producer-songwriter out of Dallas who uh, wrote and produced a song for a really, really big artist you may have heard of. I'm not going to say it right now. <laughs> we'll make sure he shows first. <laughs> but we'll see you next time on Songwriter Connection. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.